0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. Today I wanna talk about finances. And I know this is a topic that most people like to avoid, but I also think it's a topic for a lot of women that are walking through infidelity that keeps them stuck, that keeps them in fear. And so I wanna just give you a few practical tips that you can do or practice to kind of help get you out of the fear of the finances, out of the fear of, can I afford to be on my own? Can I afford a divorce? Um, Just a few suggestions of things that I think are a good idea to do just to be prepared if your infidelity journey leads to divorce. And it doesn't always do that, but I think one of the things that um, experiencing betrayal does for us is it opens up this need to have safety measures in place and one of the safety measures that we need to have in place is our finances so one of the things that i recommend doing as you're walking this journey is to set up an account without your spouse's name on it you don't need a bunch of money in there i ended up having an account honestly i set it up and then i forgot i had it till well after the divorce But I set up an account and I think I maybe had $1,200 in it. It was just some extra money we had and I put it in an external savings account, not necessarily to keep it from him or to set it aside so that it would be my money. But honestly, I put it there so that we wouldn't spend it to save it. And then I forgot about it and remembered it after the divorce. And it was nice to have that little piece of comfort that I had some savings stocked away. So that's the first thing I recommend. The second thing I recommend doing is setting aside a little stockpile of cash because you just never know when you might need it. And for me, I would sometimes if I was going to the grocery store And and charging the groceries, you could do cash back. We have a Discover card, so you could do cash back. So I'd maybe get an extra 20 bucks out and I'd bring it home and stick it in an envelope. Or one time we got a random check in the mail for $600. I still to this day don't know what it was for. But I just cashed that check and I stocked it away. And so there again, when when we got divorced, I think I maybe had, I don't know, $1,200 in cash that I had kind of been slowly just saving up. That was nice to have in case I needed it. And so if there was extra grocery money at the end of the month, I would set that aside. If I, you know, in any of my budgets, if there was extra at the end of the month, rather than finding a way to spend it, which is what I usually did, I kind of socked it away in a little envelope in my underwear drawer. And it just, it gave me a sense of safety, And that's the thing that you lose when you experience infidelity is you lose that sense of safety. And honestly, for me, I've been realizing I never had that. I never had a complete sense of safety in my first marriage like I do now, but I think we need to put things in place to make make us feel safe, even if a divorce never happens, just to have that. And then the third thing And I think this is important to do whether you're going to get divorced or not, but you need to get really savvy about all of your finances. You need to know all of your accounts. You need to know their login information. You need to know what all of your bills are, your utilities, what their account numbers are, what the budget is, how much life insurance you have, what's in the 401ks. Do you have any other external accounts? What's in your savings account? What's in your checking account? Do you have 529s for your kids? What's in those? Do you have savings accounts for your kids? Whose names are on those? Like you could go on and on and on with all of these things that you should be aware of. Now, for me, that was easy because I had always been responsible for all of the finances. So I, to a penny, knew about all of our money. I paid all of the bills. I did all of that. So I knew what it would take to live on my own. So when we got to the discussion in the divorce about child support, I knew exactly how much money I needed to be able to support myself and my children in the house that I had bought, living a similar lifestyle, including my teacher salary. And so that's what I approached him with. This is what I need to comfortably pay my bills. And I was fortunate enough that he agreed to it. but. I knew everything about my phone finances, but I can tell you when my former mother-in-law lost her husband, she knew nothing about their finances. And so that was something, so here she's grieving the loss of her husband and at the same time having to learn what bills they have, what debt they have, who they owe, how much they owe, and she had no clue about any of it. She didn't even know if he had life insurance when he passed away. And so I think that it serves us well as women, even in strong, healthy marriages, to know our finances. And if you can do those three things, you're going to just give yourself that sense of safety and you're going to just feel so much more in charge of your life, in control, I guess would be a better word of what's happening in your life. So if your husband, your spouse, your partner comes to you and says, listen, I think I wanna be with this other person, I'm filing for divorce, you have your, yourself in a place where you can speak from knowledge about what you need and what you want in the divorce. I don't want you to be caught off guard. I don't want you to get blindsided by debt. And I don't want you to get taken advantage of because you don't know what's out there and it's not fully disclosed. The only thing I didn't do that I wish I maybe would have done is, you know, my husband's paychecks were direct deposited and I never actually saw his pay stubs. And sometimes I wonder, was some money going into another account? I didn't like, did he have an account I didn't know about that he was using to support his endeavors. But at the time I also knew this is how much money I needed, this is how much money I wanted, and I was I was getting everything I asked for, so I just didn't push it. But I think that you have to go into this being fully aware and there's nothing wrong with setting you up from a place of protecting yourself. Now, Could it be that the judge finds out that you have maybe a little extra cash or you have this other account and that gets included in the splitting of the money? Yeah, but that's okay. This is not to hide it from them. This is to give you a sense of security. And also sometimes it gives you a sense of not courage, but almost in a way courage to then maybe take the leap to file for the divorce or to ask for the divorce that you are scared of. I've been chatting with somebody in my messages about that. They know what the next step needs to be. They know that divorce is the next step, but they are terrified. And one of the things they're terrified about is finances. And so when you can, can get a grasp on that, you can get a handle on that, you can get some control on that, then that's a fear that you lose. And we know that fear is false evidence appearing real. Now, also the other thing it might do is it might show you where you're lacking in your ability to be able to be on your own. And you may have to spend some time before you decide I want out of this marriage. You may have to spend some time figuring out how to to increase your income, how to make more money, how to decrease debt. You know, it may be that you look at the finances and you get really savvy and you're like, oh, my gosh, we've got. $50,000 in credit card debt that we have got to pay off. I cannot take $25,000 of that into uh, a divorce knowing as a single mom. And so then you maybe that means you stay an extra nine, 10, 12 months and you work like a dog to pay down the debt so that when you are on your own, you don't have that responsibility, but it gives you choices and it gives you informed choices when you know your finances and then just having a little backup cash and an account in your name just gives you some, cause uh, listen, we can sit here all day and say, I know he'll treat me good. He'll be fair to me. He just wants, you know, people get ugly in divorce. It just happens. And as much as someone may promise they're going to take care of you in the divorce, that doesn't always happen and it's nobody's job but your own to protect and take care of you and your finances and to ensure your financial security. And so doing whatever you can to secure that and doing it ahead of in front of a divorce is only going to serve you well for the divorce and into the future. And so I want you now, If you, this divorce is not even on the table for you, that's great. I'm happy for you. But the majority of the clients that I work with, that's not the case. And I don't want to see you get into the divorce settlement and be shocked by even just debt responsibilities that you have to take with you on chances are now a lower income. Because for most women, their income is lower, that they're not the breadwinner in most cases. And in my case, oh, what was it? My husband made 13 times what I was making, I think, when we divorced. So I was nowhere near the breadwinner. But knowing what I needed, knowing how much everything cost, just gave me such peace of mind. When we went into the discussions about child support, about splitting the finances and splitting the debt, we each had ended up with a house. You know, that was our debt. And I guess I I had a car payment too. But just knowing those things, I could show up in more confidence and not in fear. And fear keeps us stuck. So whenever we can get ourselves out of fear, we need to do that. So I hope that this gives you a few ideas of some things that you can do just to make you feel safe. And then I hope you never need this advice. I really hope that you can reconcile and you can redeem your marriage. But if you're like me and that's not the case, and listen, there's a lot of beauty that came from my ashes. I don't, I don't wish for one second for that marriage to have been redeemed other than just for the sake of my children, for them to not have to have grown up in a broken home. But at the same time, I think there's been a lot of good that's come out of having them watch me rise from the ashes. So I hope that this is helpful and you will have, you've gained something from this that you can take into your future to help keep you out of fear. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.